0: Hello and welcome to the Secure Chat Podcast, presented by Archon. This is a whole new security podcast geared towards you, our trusted clients. Each episode, our security experts will explore pressing security news, from the latest malware threat to user errors and top risk management solutions. Tune in each month to learn more about data breaches, what they mean for your business, and how you can optimize your security strategy. I
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the season finale of season two, where we're going to be talking about the benefits of having a virtual CISO. Um, I'm joined again by Derek. Derek, how are you doing?
0: Great, season finale. Got to uh, get the beer on ice and yeah. ready to toast another another season. Thanks another
1: successful season. So today we just want to talk about the benefits of a virtual CISO and just kind of like how it can help your business. What, what do they bring to the table? Um, the first question I have for you, Derek, I've only been in the industry for like two and a half years, but a virtual CISO is a term that's like new to me. And I don't know if it's because I haven't been in an MSP before, but is a virtual CISO anything new?
0: Uh, I think it's branding more than anything. It's not like this is a VM that we install on your infrastructure and it starts to just get you into compliance right away. A virtual CISO for Arcon is, and going back to our previous episode, it's kind of like a CISO as a service. CISOs are very, very unique in that they are knowledge-wide, but very expensive. You're talking about a specialist to come in and do specific things. Uh, A lot of CISOs aren't just a single person, it's actually a team of people. And where a virtual CISO can have an advantage over a CISO in the traditional sense is that you have a hired bench of people that can knock out a large audit. They can knock out uh, HIPAA compliance. Um, a lot of times, they won't make you compliant, but they'll get you through the paperwork so that you can be compliant. PCI, DSS, mm-hmm. ISO 2701, AT two type, SOC two type two, all that stuff is. It's a it's a it's a pay to play, uh, credential that you need to have on your company, or else other big customers won't even won't even think about doing business with you until you have those those credentials and policies and protocols in place
1: yeah so for example our like we offer the virtual CISO, um you know offering to clients that are coming on and our virtual CISO here's chris Hankey,
0: correct yeah he leads the team uh, yeah. and he, he comes from a, a pretty long background in in fortune 500 companies uh, united ace hardware uh, arthur anderson and that's just like That's probably like a quarter of his resume. Yeah. Um he's he's been in the hit squad for compliance for a long time and he will definitely share stories of how deep an audit can go and how deep controls can go from C suite. Uh and they they're predicated on different things. You could be um you know part of a lawsuit, you can be, you know, just a forward thinking company that wants to protect yourself against stuff that's affecting your industry, yeah. Ransomware, you name it. Chris Hankey's been been there, done that many times in many different ways. And he brings that breadth of knowledge to Archon. And on top of that, the best thing is in the last two years since I've been here at Archon, he's had the ability to now build a bench of specialists yeah. underneath him. So as as the technology and the compliance starts to shift and move and evolve, he's got a bench of people that now specialize in each one of those new sprouting categories as well. And it's fully supported 24 by 7 because, you know, the hackers and bad actors never sleep.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And just, you know, even though virtual CISO is something that's pretty new to me, just the meetings I've been in with Chris and seeing the the value that he adds to a company. For example, let's say a company comes in that has that's still maturing in their IT process. I've I've seen a lot of benefit where Chris can step in there and he can provide that industry knowledge, you know. So he's he is a very high-up employee here. He has a lot of Uh, industry knowledge and also his day to day is working with a bunch of different clients. So you can kind of hit the ground running a little bit more with a virtual CISO. You don't have to go through the hiring process, like picking out candidates, interviewing them, catching them up to speed you get someone that is kind of seasoned in the industry to step in at day one, and they can kind of put an outline before you of how you wanna mature your IT department.
0: Yeah, actually everything you've, you've mentioned, the advantage to having a virtual CISO is this comes at a service. So you don't have to have just like a computer that sits there and competes for 25% of the day and then the other 75% it's dep- you know, depreciating. A virtual CISO is a team that can come on, do tasks as needed, as required, uh, everything starts with a framework. So whether it's incident response, what's the plan, you know, if we're breached, what the, what's the flow mm-hmm. chart look like? Who's got the next responsibility? What are the call trees? What How is how is each team member engaged? When are they engaged? What are their responsibilities when they're engaged? That's a framework that Chris has built out um, through his experience, but also just from stuff that clients have asked us to make sure that we handle properly. And that's just one component because, you know, incident response is one component. Then you you can just have regular audits. Yeah. If you're in the healthcare industry, those look different than if you're processing credit cards. Yeah. Uh, But each one has its own flavor, its own demands, and you have to follow a proper framework or else you can get in a lot of trouble. Um, And we've talked about fines on previous podcasts. Nobody wants to be put on that list because once they find, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, you want to make sure that, you know, your your ships run pretty
1: tight. Yeah, exactly. And it just seems like, Especially, to virtual CISOs aren't set up to be with the company for, you know, 10 years. They're set up to get you where you want to be, get to a nice kind of set level of, you know, this is what you want your IT department to look like. These are the audits that you want to pass. These are the security uh, offerings that you want to have in place to kind of have faith that your IT department is up to par. And then once you have an IT department that's, you know, up to par, then that gives you the ability to go out and maybe find a CISO that you want long term. Or you know, something like that where where you're able to then it even makes the company look better in the interview process of this is what you're taking over, you know? Yeah, it's
0: tough for a single person to be a general contractor, contractor within their own organization because a lot of times you're gonna you're gonna have the C suite argue that, okay, well, why do we have so much cost and overhead in our compliance? Well, compliance is especially in finance. Compliance is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. The controls in place for stuff like stock trading and, and banking and anti-money laundering, it's just—it's getting worse. Once you enact a policy, it's very rare that policy goes away anytime soon. It's just there's another policy that's going to be layered on top of it. Yeah. So having a single person trying to be that general contractor on your corporation's job site, so to speak, it, it's, it's such a daunting task and a very inefficient way to try to maybe have that person who could specialize in one, you know, thin thin alley of expertise when a business needs to kind of keep their head on a swivel for for all compliance, you know.
1: Yeah, so sure So more times than not is a virtual CISO, a team team of people working together, not yes. necessarily just one person 100%. calling the shots 100% yeah.
0: because that's the advantage that a, a virtual CISO it's it's think of it as a desk. Yeah. A desk of a desk that is a team of people where each person specializes. It's no different than building a car today. The, the person that, you know, maybe back in the day, Ferrari might have done it, but you see how any car is built in a production line. Each person specializes on one part, one piece of that car. As it rolls through, it hits the next the next station. Yeah. Um, so maybe your car doesn't need to, you know, address a sunroof. So it would skip that phase. CISO is the same thing. If you don't have any healthcare information, then you skip the HIPAA phase, but you might focus on PCI. That desk of people, that bench of, of qualified Engineers, they already know what the latest you know policy is, what the latest laws are, what the latest compliance things are, and if you have a good CISO bench, here's a good example: a good CISO bench will actually probably dictate to the auditor what what's new and what what needs to be focused on, and those are the auditor's dreams because the auditor will fly in, they'll check your stuff, they'll go through a checklist, and a lot of times if you've got your stuff wire tight, that person's done their task in hours instead of spending weeks going through, yeah. you know, Oh, well you failed this. So now I got to go back to the list and like double check 10 more things to see where this stops.
1: Yeah. It seems like they're a bit more proactive and, and not maybe cleaning up loose ends, but also just making sure there aren't any loose ends because you have one person that's working on kind of each different direction that makes up an IT department. Yeah,
0: speed and accuracy are huge with virtual CISOs because a deadline's a deadline, and you can't just say, "Oh, well, I'll push that off to next month." So yeah. Auditors don't want to hear it; they want to have what what they want to have your attestations when they're asking for them, and the more you delay, it, it's it's not a good. It's not. <laughs> It's like telling the IRS, like you'll get them your returns when you can. Was, yeah. Good luck with that. Like you're not you're not building a good case for success.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and the virtual CISO kind of idea is again something I didn't know kind of coming into Archon. But the the more I see it, the the value that it offers is is ridiculous. <laughs> like it's actually a really cool thing that we offer. Yeah,
0: because nobody, everybody's tasked with. You know, making sure that security is in the forefront and compliance is taken care of. But, but nobody wants to do it. Yeah. Because the, the carrot's always moving and your policies are always changing. And it's just a, it's a constant game of I like, can never catch up. So you kind of need a team of experts to kind of come in there and do that for you. Uh, and people that get it, it's it's hilarious, like you said, because they don't, they don't say, OK, great. Thanks for that project. We'll call you when we need you again. We end up getting questions like, oh, can you also do this? Can you also look at that? Can you double check this because you know we we failed an audit, but we have to prove that we fixed it this round and you know, we don't have a second chance here.
1: Yeah. Or third
0: chance. Um, that's important because it shows that there's value being added by people that really want to focus on the core of their business, not on making sure that they're compliant.
1: Yeah, and I wouldn't I guess I wouldn't consider this then like a cost savings measure for a company to do, but more necessarily a uh, kind of security measure of just, you can be satisfied with the direction of where your IT department is going. I mean, it's just a fact that if one person is responsible for all of this stuff, the more you get spread, you know, the more you're spread thin across different things, the quality of work is just going to go down.
0: Yeah. And you're constantly just chasing things that are just running away from you. Um, and if you're not accurate, you're in trouble. Yeah. If you're not knowledgeable, you're in trouble. If you're not, if you're not you know, delivering at a velocity that meets the demands of your auditors, you're in trouble. Yeah. So why do you want to take on all that risk when you can, you know, you, you kind of want to offset this with a, you know, an OpEx model to just give this to the experts to have it taken care of. Um, for the same reason why you'd you'd hire any expert in your house to do electrical, you probably don't want to be messing around with electricity in your house <laughs> if you don't know how to wire a, you know, wire wire something back to your circuit breakers. Unless, you, you know, you just want to live loose and fast, but you know, that will that will not treat you well in the long run.
1: So now that we kind of understand what a virtual CISO is in general, Derek, do you kind of want to explain what the specific offerings of Archon's virtual CISO is? Yeah,
0: we we've kind of broken things down, to still them, simplified them to a model with and really what it is, is it's three pronged model. So it's preparedness, assurance and response. And In those, and you can go to our website. I'm not going to get into too much detail, but we really just review security policies. You know, make sure there's security awareness, or is your team getting trained on, on the latest phishing attacks, and you know, are you filling out your right the right paperwork? Are you are you making sure that you're meeting the models of the vendors and sorry the clients that do business with you? We'll walk through that, and really, you can take a very complicated and nebulous field which is that of a CISO department and team and you can break it down to to what you need to do and it's it's your general you know identify protect detect respond and recover so you're never going to be fully protected and if anybody says that you are I would get a second opinion but really what you're doing is you're 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 mitigating all your risk by taking the proper steps and procedures and putting the right controls in place to make sure that no bad actors are running wild in your network Um, you're just kind of making sure that you, you you Pay attention to where you need to pay attention and focus in on the things and metrics and measurements and reports that you need to provide.
1: Exactly. And this is something that's broken down on our website. So even in the description of the podcast, we can put the link to basically where we break this down in a, in a matrix just on our website and all the different offerings that, that Archon can do for you if a virtual CISO is something that you're interested in.
0: Yep. And we can definitely layer that on in any different flavor. Our private equity group uses our virtual CISO to kind of look over things and make sure that companies that are looking to acquire other companies, make sure that they know all the risks. Uh, They might know the financial side of the business, but if you're looking to acquire something that's, for lack of a better word, Swiss cheese and full of holes that could get exploited the day it's delivered, uh, that's something that our our PE private equity partners find value in and making sure that we've kind of look through the environment before it's purchased or um, acquired
1: perfect I think that's all I have for this episode Derek is there anything else that you kind of want to any closing thoughts you want to make sure we hit
0: no just uh, reach out to Archon Uh, we can walk through virtual CISO in in full detail it's something that keeps coming up and it's not a one-size-fits-all we know different clients have different needs with virtual CISO a lot of times it starts with a one-off project and uh, grows from there so we look forward to hearing from you
1: awesome as, as always guys we appreciate you tuning in and listening this is the last episode of season two and also the second episode of september eric i do appreciate you as always joining the podcast and providing your expertise anytime anytime and danny we always appreciate all everything you do to make sure that the podcast comes out on time and that you make us who don't sound that great sound a little bit better always thanks danny. awesome thanks guys